All right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Lockdown Lowdown. We've stayed up way past our bedtime tonight, uh, waiting for our very special guest to join us. Um, but before I introduce him, uh, I'm going to introduce my co-host, as always, the incomparable Andrew Stupart. I am here and back for another riveting conversation, uh, ready to go. All right, and I'm sure uh, if you've already clicked on this uh, on this podcast, you already know what we're talking about tonight. We are talking about Freedom Convoy 2022, which is currently making its way across Canada. Um, it has passed through Toronto, and they're pretty much parking at Kingston for the night, and they will proceed on to Ottawa in the morning uh, at the time of recording this episode. Um, we have a very special guest tonight uh, who would like to keep his name anonymous. Um, he goes by the radio call sign Starlight Medic. Um, if any of you are traveling in the convoy, you might have heard him over the radio. Um, Starlight Medic, welcome to the Lockdown Lowdown. Please uh, tell us a little bit about what you've experienced so far out there on the road. Man, well, let me just say that in the span of a week, this is one of the most incredible, monumental, earth-shattering things I've ever seen. And it's certainly the most important thing I've ever done in my life. Um, you know, I'm here, I'm, I'm parked at a rest stop in Kingston after, a, what, three days on three hours of sleep, driving all across the province, trying to provide medical support for this incredible group of people. Um, and yeah, you, you're gonna have to bear with me because uh, <laughs> I've been burning the candle at both ends and I just pulled into the rest stop. Like I haven't even gone to the bathroom and I'm here talking to you guys. I'm gonna try and organize my thoughts in a sane and uh, orderly fashion. And if I don't, please bear with me. If I lose my train of thought partway through a sentence, please bear with me. It's been a really, really long few days. Well, yeah, we thank you very much for uh, joining us. And, you know, you've obviously been driving like all night, all day to, you know, to, to meet up with these guys. So good on you for that. Um, I'm just going to fill people in with a little bit of backstory, uh, the little bit that I know. Um, I'm trying to sort of piece things together here. But I guess all this really started with the vaccine mandates. Um, so just recently, the federal government in Canada uh, decided that they're going to force truckers, uh, any trucker that crosses uh, the boundary between the United States and Canada, um, basically they're not going to be allowed back into the country if they're not vaccinated. Is that about, uh, is that about on track there? Is that what's going on? You know, um, that's maybe 5% of it. Um, that's how it started for sure. It started with these truckers getting their own mandates, but when these incredible people decided to put their foot, their feet down, um, they didn't just do it for themselves. They did it for everyone and they are doing it for everyone. And this has transcended truckers. I mean, they are the front lines. They are the lead of this thing and they're why we're all here and they're why we're all supporting them. But this is a groundswell of humanity coming from everyone. And, and let me just say, you know, I haven't, I have a truck, 
I, I've only had a truck for two weeks. And the only reason I got this truck was not to participate in this. It was to get the hell out of the country and go find somewhere that's becoming less tyrannical. And when this movement started, it, I was right on the cusp. I like everything was ready. Like my camper in the back of my truck, I just picked up last night. And that was the last piece of the puzzle that had to fall into place before I get the hell out of the country, buy some land somewhere in maybe Costa Rica, because they basically launched a rebellion to put down uh, mandates and tyranny in their country. And I was going to turn away from this place and never look back because I was, I hate this. I was actually disgusted with this country and to a certain extent, the, the people in it only because my thought was like, when are these people going to stand up? When are these people going to stop being told what to do and just march into tyranny and hand away their freedoms, you know, and in the last few days, I've seen this movement start to grow. And I thought, look, I have all the resources to help. I have the training to help. Uh, I have the, I didn't have the motivation to help. I, I, I only had the motivation to get out. But then I joined this Zello group and Zello is, is a chat group for the convoy. It's like a trucker CB radio app type thing. And I just started listening. And so I'm, uh, I, I'm probably going to get emotional a few times here, guys, so just bear with me. But listening to those Zello chats and listening to these kids from all over the world, but especially all over Canada, these little kids getting on and thanking these truckers for their freedoms and hearing the whole country pull together and totally sidestep this insane narrative that the establishment is trying to, to foist onto this, this movement, you know, it made my heart swell with pride. You know, I was going to hang my Canadian flag upside down for this thing. And then even just in the last couple of days, watching this movement grow, the flags are right side up because this is Canada. The people in charge, they're not Canada. These people are Canada. The people that occupy this country, that's what Canada is. And sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm going all over the place with your question. Yes, this started as trucker mandates and now it's become a global movement. I was going to, I was going to ask you that. I mean, like the, the news has been basically going on off of whatever information they can get, I suppose. Um, and, and basically they're just repeating this fact. It's anti-vaxxers. It's people that are against vaccines. It's far right groups. Um, but I like, I don't know. I, I'm seeing these people that are lining up on the sides of the highways, uh, cheering these people on, um, I, I don't know. I haven't talked to any of these people, but like, it seems to me like this is more of a movement about ending the mandates rather than having anything specific to say about vaccines themselves. Um, and, and basically ending lockdowns, ending mandates, basically saying we're done with this pandemic. Um, you know, we've, we've, got 85, 90% of our population vaccinated. Um, we're like most of the way there. Um, do we really need to be firing people 
Um, do we need to be threatening people's jobs? Do we need to continue to force people um, to wear masks? All of this stuff, like, I, I'm getting the feeling that it's just kind of an upswell of like, we're just done with this pandemic. Am yeah. I wrong? Well, uh, you're, you're kind of hitting the nail. Uh, you're, you're missing it a little bit. This has become, so let's, sorry, before I answer that question, I'm just going to say, I do not speak for this movement. Okay. I have my own observations from being a part of it. I have my own thoughts and opinions. I do not speak for the movement, but I can tell you what I'm seeing. And this movement is much more than that. It, in my eyes, it looks to me that this movement is a broad spectrum indictment against tyranny in all its forms. And, you know, hearing these kids on Zello thanking the truckers, <laughs> excuse me, the way we thank soldiers for giving us our freedoms back. The, 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 the conversations I've been hearing in the chats that, you know, you, these politicians are not to be trusted and they're never to be trusted. You know, in, in this is a movement for real change, real change, not just, you know, the elites have a short list of puppets that they're gonna put into a high position in political office. And it's this rotating list of puppets. And, you know, they dangle one puppet in front of our face for four years, and then we get tired of them, and they dangle another puppet in front of our face for four years. And I think this movement is smart enough to know that just changing a political leader isn't change. You know, swapping one corrupt politician for another corrupt shortlist billionaire pocket politician is not change any more than getting your head pissed on and being told it's raining is change. And we know this. This is an intelligent group of people. This is a, this is a society that's been lied to for, by the media for two decades or, or even more, but especially since 9-11, getting lies, lies and lies ramped up by the media, narratives pumped into our eyeballs, and we are done with it. It is over. It ends. It ends. This is it. So I heard a couple of days ago... <laughs> I heard the media reporting that there's going to be 2,000 trucks, okay? Try maybe 60,000 trucks. That's just trucks. That's not the, the, the vehicles, the, the four-wheelers, they call them in the trucking community, which I'm learning. The, the normal four-wheel vehicles uh, I, I probably outnumber the trucks from what I've seen by a lot. And. Wow. Sorry, you know, I, I kind of, I'm kind of losing my train of thought here because I'm, I'm on no sleep and I'm just discombobulated. No, you're, you're doing great. Um, but, but this is, this is a groundswell and a now an international movement. Australian truckers are organizing their own thing. The Brazilian truckers are flying Canadian flags and doing the same thing. People are showing up to their capitals all around the world. Austria is giving us support. And all I have to say about that is what this movement could accomplish has no limits. And whoever in whatever country, if your government is, is foisting a tyrannical agenda onto your people, drop what you're doing and get to your capital. Get your truckers, get to your capital and shut it down. And that is how people 
take power back as we are really in control. You know, I heard a lot of talk on the chats on, uh, on Zello, which I'll get into more, more a bit later, but I became a moderator on one of these chats and that's kind of how I got into this movement. And, you know, uh, wow. See, this is, this is one of those cases where I was mid sentence and I, and I lost my train of thought. Um, sorry guys, sleep, uh, sleep is. It's, it's all good. I, I, I'm actually just gonna, I'm gonna play just a little bit of a clip from Global News. I'd yeah. like to get your opinion on this because I, a lot of these, uh, these guys are, are basically saying that this movement is being misrepresented by the media. I think this might be a good example of that. I don't know. Uh, I'd like to get your opinion on it. So I'm just going to go ahead and play that right now. Hundreds of truckers continue to roll east. And with more joining the movement with each passing city, feelings towards vaccine mandates have heightened. And I advocate civil war. If people don't want to stand up, we've got guns, we'll stand up and we'll bring them out. While this sentiment is shared by a fraction of protesters, it's visible in their social media discussions, with some calling for Canada's version of the January 6th insurrection. This national security expert says it's unlikely the so-called Freedom Convoy is as organized as what happened in the U.S. Capitol, but... The rhetoric that we're seeing, hanging politicians, uh, driving trucks through 16-foot walls, this kind of stuff is, is disturbing and definitely will be on the minds, I think, of security officials going forward. On Tuesday, police forces in Saskatchewan noted about 1,200 semis were part of the convoy, and more are joining, with drivers coming from the Maritimes, Quebec, and Ontario. Demonstration associated to the Freedom Convoy. Police agencies in Ottawa are preparing. The city's police service held an emergency meeting with its council, addressing concerns in case the demonstration becomes restless. But one political analyst says Canadians are looking for clarity around pandemic measures. Far fewer Canadians are interested in in uh, um, demonstrating in in Ottawa, uh, and and fewer still are interested in 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 trying to foment any kind of violence. The Canadian Trucking Alliance noted about 90% of drivers are vaccinated, meaning they won't face a quarantine period if crossing the border. The transport minister says the government worked with the industry when creating this policy. So this was the right time to encourage the remainder of our truck drivers, the remaining number of our truck drivers to get vaccinated. Omar Al-Gabra added it was also in line with similar measures in the U.S. One of the convoy's organizers is calling for a peaceful protest and that extreme voices don't reflect their position. Kyle Benning, Global News. Yeah, so what's your, uh, what's your opinion on that little yeah. piece that we just saw? This it's hilarious how irrelevant the mainstream media is becoming and how quickly it's becoming totally irrelevant. Uh, this, is, this is just a predictable, I can swear, right? Go ahead, I'll give please, you permission. Please. <laughs> this is a predictable bullshit media narrative. What they do is they have a script and they structure their narrative around that script. They structure, their, they structure the clips that they play on the news around that script. They're gonna find some wingnut in every gathering of people that's gonna say something stupid and they're gonna put that on TV and say that it represents the movement. Well, guess what? Media narratives are collapsing all over the world. And all you have to do is join the Zello group to see that. 
to see because uh, that taps you right into the convoy radio net, you know, and we've had trolls and people trying to cut in, but it's 99.9% positivity and 0.1% some idiotic troll or someone saying something stupid. You know, it's, it's kind of comparable to the COVID death rate, to be honest. Um, <laughs> so uh, as a moderator and as a fantastic team of a whole bunch of other excellent moderators, we try to represent the spirit of this movement, which is 100% nonviolence. Get to your capital. You don't, we don't need to be violent to affect change. Like I was in the military. I was a paramedic. I, I understand what resources this country has. And if you get 60,000 trucks, and I, I heard a couple of days ago, half a million, and now I'm hearing numbers, maybe up to 1.4 million people are descending on Ottawa. It's going to be the world's biggest block party for freedom. And you don't need violence to affect change. That city is going to be paralyzed. And when it is, and when your grocery shelves are empty, don't blame a politician, or sorry, don't blame a trucker, blame a politician. Because, you know, this is a nonviolent movement that doesn't need to be violent to achieve its goals. And they're, uh, so they were saying that, like, you know, there's a possibility that this could be a January 6th type of event. In your, in your mind, from what you're seeing is you're seeing peaceful Canadians that are de descending on the Capitol to demand change, but basically. Even, even, in the mo even in the moderated discussions, if anyone's like, I had to give a guy a warning for saying, oh, I'd like to slap Justin Trudeau. And I key up the mic and no, that's not what we're about. It's positivity. There is no talk of violence here. We try to keep political talk to a minimum. We try to keep medical talk to a minimum. Obviously, some of it gets through. Sometimes some of the moderators get into it a little bit. We always try and be professional and appropriate. But at any even hint of violence, and it gets reported. You know, there was a, someone that chimed in, and I bet you, well, my opinion is that, you know, I probably belong to some four letter agency or some other organization trying to make us look bad. You said, oh, hey, what's the strategic plan to attack the parliament buildings? And, you know, that caused like a moderator frenzy on the channel, block this guy, shut him down, report him to the RCMP, you know, or we need to do this properly. That's not what this movement- I, I got to admit, I've never heard of a group of protesters volunteering information about the the most radical uh people in in the discussion to the authorities that sounds pretty reasonable and uh you know um you know pretty forward thinking i don't know what's a better way to say that well, the great thing about zello is everything's recorded in perpetuity so, and even the moderator to moderator discussions where we're like, hey, we need to ban that guy. We need to call our CMP. We need to yada, yada, yada. All of that is all logged. It's all documented. Um, you know, like, sorry, I was going to say something more about the media narrative. Um, of, of course, there's a link it to January 6th. Look, this is a powerful movement. This is a movement that can upset power in enormous ways. And they're going to obfuscate and they're going to try and change the channel on this issue. They're going to try and make it something it's not. I mean, we expect that they may implant agent provocateurs. 
They've done it in Quebec before and got caught for it and had to apologize where the police put agent provocateurs into what I think was a union protest in the early 2000s. I, I think it was, if memory serves. That's all documented. That's all out there. You can go down that rabbit hole and look for it if you want. There's precedent for all this. We know that. We know that those in power don't want popular movements to work. So they're going to try and make them look bad. They're going to try and make them look violent. They're trying to psychologically link in Canadians' minds this event to January 6th. Um, and we're not having it. We're not having it. Uh, what I say on these discussions all the time, look, everyone's got a, a camera in their pocket these days. If you see someone doing something they shouldn't, get it out, film. Somebody knows them. You know, if they're wearing a mask, yeah. The, well, the funny thing about this movement is you won't find a ton of people going around wearing masks in this movement. Um, and I'm going to sidebar here and say something beautiful I saw today. Um, I was at the rest stop in Port Hope. and I was straggling way behind the convoy. I got stuck uh, doing medic duties uh, at an accident where the, the highway had to be closed down. It didn't involve anyone in the convoy that, that, that we're aware of. But anyway, I was struggling, straggling way behind. So I was at the rest stop. And there were only a couple of convoy people there at the rest stop, not very many. But I had the Zello chat open and I had the kids coming through around bedtime, you know, saying, thank you, truckers. We love you. Thank you for our freedoms. And I'm playing that, I'm standing in the line at Tim's and I'm there with a couple of other uh, people. We weren't wearing masks. We just walked into the rest stop without masks. I've been doing that since October because I'm just done with being told how to moderate by my behavior by the government. Um, and the beautiful thing was when we walked in and we stood there in that line and people were listening to that Zello chat, it was like the, the hypnosis lifted and the masks started coming off I had a lady, getting emotional again, sorry. I had a lady there with her kids. They were all masked in the line. I'm standing right behind them. And I, I made some comment on Zello as the convoy medic. And um, within a couple of minutes, her mask was off and she's offering to buy me dinner. And her kids were taking their masks off. And you can see it happening in front of you. You can see the opinions changing you can see the ground beginning to shift in this country and it's given me hope and it's given a lot of people hope. And that's the thing that you hear more than anything on the uh, convoy radio chats and all the, the people that chime in. It's not, let's be violent. Let's destroy things. It's hope. What are we going to do when we get our freedoms back? What are we going to do when this tyranny and that's what it is, is lifted. This movement is an indictment against tyranny and it's tyranny that's trying to make us look like a violent movement. And if there is violence, it will be tyranny that implanted that violence into this movement and made it be destructive so that we could look bad. There is nothing but positivity here, nothing but positivity. And it's one of the most, I, as a grown man, I have never cried as much as I have in the last couple of days. It's beautiful. It's an absolutely beautiful, beautiful movement. And it's gonna bring freedom back to this country. And it's not just gonna bring the illusion of freedom back to this country or, you know, oh, we're gonna, well, we'll walk back the mandates for truckers and then, then, then you'll go away. No, we won't go away. We're not going away. It's happening. It's done. Your tyranny is done. It's over. And we're not coming for you. We're not going to 
be violent and show up to your house with pitchforks, but your time in the sun is done. And I think we're going to have a real conversation in this country about how tyranny develops and how we can prevent any government in the future from ever implementing any kind of tyrannical agenda that takes people's rights and liberties away ever again in the future. And I think other countries that are joining this movement are going to start having that conversation as well. And if that upsets so, the expert, if, that up if you don't mind me uh, inter interrupting here, um, what exactly is the ultimate goal here? Like, is it to completely prevent uh, governments from being able to do uh, lockdowns based on, you know, medical quote unquote experts uh, opinions? What, what exactly is like the, the goal there? I, I, I do not speak for the movement. Um, the, the stated goal of the movement is to end all lockdowns, all mandates, all passports for everyone. You know, all discrimination, COVID-based forever, and taxes on the unvaccinated. You know, we stand in solidarity with our brothers and sisters in Quebec. My God, the things they've had to go through. Uh, unscientific curfews, just to, as Legault said, just to remind people that there's a crisis. Yeah, thanks, bud. Nice reminder. Thank you. High five. We know. Uh, you know, it's, it's this movement and the people in it and the people of this country who've been lied to for years by the government and the media are done. We've had enough. And it comes through in the Zello chats. It comes through everywhere. And everyone I talk to, this is a groundswell and there is going to be change. How could there not be? Ottawa? Yeah, good luck living a normal life in Ottawa until this movement has accomplished its goals. And I don't mean- For anybody that's uh, tuning in for the first time, I live in Ottawa, so I will definitely be uh, inconvenienced by this, but I'm, I'm totally for it. I'm excited to see what happens here. Um, I just want to uh, just sort of move our conversation along to the responses among the political elite. Um, I think, you know, it's fairly safe to say that uh, that Justin Trudeau is basically ignoring this movement. I think he left town a while ago. Um, I'm not even sure where he is. Um, but like, I, I feel like, yeah, like people are protesting. They're calling out Trudeau. It's Trudeau that made this decision. Um, but really... I think the person that's really under the gun here is the leader of the Conservative Party. Um, I feel that a lot of these these truckers and supporters are probably former uh, Conservative voters that maybe I don't know maybe they don't have a party right right at the moment. Um, but I, I'm just sort of watching the Conservative leader, the leader of the opposition, um, Aaron O'Toole. Uh, basically dodging questions about this. Uh, they're just, they're trying to see like, are these his people? Like, does he support these people? Um, and he's pretty squirmish about it. So I'm just going to play a clip. Alex, I, I don't want to interrupt, but I, I've been sitting here for 25 minutes. I haven't really said anything, so. Oh, <laughs> Stu, Stupart, you want to chime in before we go into- uh, Yeah, uh, and thank, sorry to interrupt. I was just, I was, I was, you know, being respectful of, of um, Starlight here and being able to get his narrative across and on this, on this podcast and his, and his um, viewpoints. Um, 
so so I did want to allot some some uninterrupted time for you guys to to get your to get your viewpoints across. But I before we jump into the next clip, which I am excited to see the response of the conservatives here, um, I just wanted to make a couple points. Um, you know, first of all, I'll be the first person to admit. You know, I worked in broadcasting for. 10 years. So if there's anyone here that can <clears throat> acknowledge the fact that yes, of course, the media is biased. It doesn't, you know, advertisers have an agenda and advertisers pull the strings of what are happening at these media, media sorry, major media organizations, be it in the States or in Canada. So obviously there's some bias. Um, I try, you know, personally, I try to make sure, and I was saying this to Alex earlier, when I do read the news, I, I mean, I, again, you're never going to get the full pure factual story. It's very difficult to get the pure facts. So that's why I try to read from different sources, left-wing, right-wing sources, in order to get sort of a, a wide array of facts, number one. So I, I do want to acknowledge um, the, that the media can perpetuate. You did tell agenda. me that you, you, won't listen, you won't listen to the Toronto Sun. I Which don't listen like... to so so. Let me finish. I gave I gave you guys the benefit of 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 uninterrupted uh, uh, dialogue here. So I would uh, I would uh, ask for the same respect. Thank you so much. So so going back to what I was saying about the media, I do acknowledge that there's a bias. I do try to um, you know read different sources of media so I can get um, the both sides of the spectrum um, when I when I am making you know when I'm when I'm trying to form an opinion. Number one, number two. Um, I appreciate that what's going on with this movement um, for the most part, from what I've heard, it does sound like it, it will be uh, peaceful. And I know that there's going to be some extremists or some, some, you know, people on the fringe who may not agree with that and may want to take a more violent approach. And of course uh, I condemn that. And I, and I really don't believe in that, but I believe that you um, Starlight will will obviously take a, a um a peaceful approach to that, and I'm actually all for that. You know, I I'm I'm one of those people. I when when I was in my twenties, especially, I was constantly um you know questioning the government. You know, I was I, I came of a I came into my prime in the in the Harper era when I was still quite liberal back then. Um, and so of course I questioned Stephen Harper. I would question um the pol you know the polit the politics of the day. Um, so, so there's a couple things we can agree on. I think where we're going to part ways maybe in this discussion and, you know, is I have just because you or your, your friends, your colleagues, people in the movement are done with the pandemic doesn't mean that the pandemic's done with you. And I know that's a, a, a kind of a cliche thing to say, but it's true. And I think if, if, if I kind of talked about some of the experiences that my friends and, and family who work in the medical sector um, have experienced, it, it, they would kind of uh, disagree. And I'm going to have to, you know, side with them and disagree respectfully um, because, you know, my, my cousin's a nurse and my cousin's mother, my aunt is a, is a retired nurse who trains up and coming nurses. And they have seen them or people that they work with have seen people die of this because of this thing. Now I'm not, everyone, everyone reacts to COVID differently, especially Omicron um, so for some people, maybe it's a, it's a severe cough or a sniffle and you, or maybe you don't even know you have it. And I recognize that, 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 especially with Omicron, which is more transmissible, the, you know, 
science has shown that it's less severe in terms of this, the symptoms. But on the flip side, people die daily of this thing. And just because you're done with the pandemic, I don't like wearing masks. Of course, I don't like wearing masks. Of course, I don't like having to show up my, my smartphone every time I go into a restaurant. Of course, I don't like to, you know, when this thing started, we had to line up outside the grocery store because of capacity limits. I, not, no one likes that. But just because the pandemic is, just because you're sick of the pandemic, doesn't mean the pandemic's done. The pandemic doesn't care that people are protesting. The pandemic doesn't care about what is shown on the media or what, or what source of information you have or how people are aggregating the data. The only thing this care, thing cares about, it's spreading. And what's proven, and I'm not talking about, there's no arguing about this, this is proven. What's proven to stop the spread of COVID is vaccinations. I'm gonna repeat this one more time. This is pure science. We can sit here and argue until we're blue in the face, but science and evidence you know, from our daily lives has proven without a doubt that yes, lockdowns do help, but the ultimate thing that does help is vaccinations. I think, I think- and, and let me know, I'm still speaking. I, I gave you 25 minutes to speak without interruption. I'm gonna have my turn. Okay, you um, got to take 25 minutes to speak? I'm not, not going to take on. 25 minutes, but I'm going to finish my, my, my part interrupted. Thank you very much. So what I will say, while I do respect people's ability to, to, to protest peacefully, I love being a Canadian because I appreciate people's opportunity to peacefully disagree with, with the government. But I think in this case, um, you know, these truckers have had two months to prepare they knew, the, they knew what the outcomes were going to be. They knew what expectations were in front of them. And again, as someone who has friends or family members who work in the medical profession, I think what these truckers are doing is a slap in the face to those who work in the medical community. Well, I, I, you know I'm a paramedic, right? And so what I, I understand, I respect what you're doing in terms of keep, keep, keeping people safe. And I respect the experience that you have in terms of your, your, your medical training of, in terms of being on the front lines and keeping people safe. But what I you know, don't respect is people who um, are taking off their masks and thinking that their freedoms are being taken away because someone's asking them to get a, a shot or put on a mask when people are dying every day. And you know, let me tell you, as someone who's related to a nurse, um, she would be pretty fucking offended with this, with this entire movement. Great, well, let's discuss that. First of all, I think you need to check your sources on, uh, on your data because there are studies out of Israel. Uh, look, with these so-called vaccines, which they're not, they are an experimental gene therapy without any long-term safety data. That is the truth. Deny the smile, laugh, deny that as much as you want. That is a factual statement, okay? First of all. Second of all, do they stop COVID? You can still catch and you can still spread COVID with the vaccines, the, uh, you know, with the experimental gene therapies, I should say, that they're trying to make us take. So, really, you look at the studies out of Israel. They're showing that more, even per capita, vaccinated people are catching it than unvaccinated. So, look, science that cannot be debated is propaganda, is dogma. And if you can't, if you think that, oh, it's unequivocally proven, well, Stupart, it's not unequivocally proven. And you can find studies from all over the world where it isn't and where there is room to question, um, first of all. Second of all, do we, yeah, okay, there's a new disease. We're not denying that COVID is a thing. COVID is, I'm not denying that COVID is a thing. COVID is absolutely a thing. It's absolutely a disease. That friends and family that have had it, fine. Yes, we have to deal with a new disease now. 
this stuff happens. It could have been COVID. It could have been bird flu. It could have been, you know, SARS if that propagated more. But what we need to ask ourselves are, is, are we going to restructure our society and our freedoms in such a way that people lose their medical autonomy because of this? Now, the 1947 Nuremberg Codes, it took us a Holocaust and a world war to get those in place. And you have significant portions of the globe trying to take these, these laws that protect people and their rights and tear them up and throw them out. This is not an anti-vax thing. This is a rights, a fundamental human rights issue. It's so stupid. Let me ask you. Um, what do you think about a, a woman's ability uh, to have an abortion? What do you thought without opening that can of worms, like, and going into super detail about that? What are your thoughts on that? Uh, so we've actually touched on this previously on the podcast because this is actually one of you know, one of many COVID-related podcasts that we've done. One hundred percent in the case of an abortion, her body, her choice. But the what I will state here is that that's one or two people who are being affected where this is an entire population so i understand where you're coming from at the root of your argument but it is not really an apples to apples comparison because we're talking an entire world versus one person making a choice whether or not to have a baby is those are two separate things so what i'm gonna say is first of all your comment that unequivocally blah 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 vaccines blah blah stop covid well even the stated manufacturers statement about the vaccines is that they don't stop COVID. So I don't know where you're getting this nonsense from, but if you want confirmation that you're wrong, go talk to Pfizer, go talk to Moderna. They never said that about their vaccines. You know they what? Tell it- that to my mom who had cancer um, 15 years ago. If she had had cancer now, she might've actually had delays in her, in her surgeries. Uh, she actually had to get a tumor removed from her spine. Um, no, there's a lot of people right now who are actually at risk of dying because of because of surgeries that are being delayed. And the reason for that is because you're right. It doesn't the the the, the vaccine isn't a be all end all. I'll, I'll fully, fully acknowledge that the vaccine is not a be all end all, but it does significantly reduce the symptoms. And it's scientifically proven, scientifically proven that people even though that people that are un, that even though people who are vaccinated will still still can get hospitalized they're hospitalized this is this is not you cannot debate this this is science people who are unvaccinated are have worse symptoms no no excuse me they have worse symptoms and they're in the hospital uh longer and what that means is all and so ain't you know canadians do have the right to get angry because if i was going through chemotherapy or if my mother was going through chemotherapy or had to have a life had to have some sort of surgery that was um that was pretty necessary and i was getting delayed my health care or a loved one's health care was getting delayed because some asshole decided not to get vaccinated well that fucking pisses me off okay well you want to talk about that how about the kids so i i can't this is what I'm hearing on the radio net. You got to keep in mind this Zello has been my social media and my radio and my TV and everything for the last few days. Um, I've been hearing about people getting kids, getting denied going into sick kids because they were un- or getting denied treatments because they were unvaccinated. I've heard of cancer patients being denied the ability to go to their doctor. When So what's the narrative here, Stupart? You just said that, oh, the, unequivocally, the vaccines slow the spread. It's like, well, no, they don't. The manufacturer doesn't even say they do. Oh, well, vaccines reduce symptoms. This is science that can't be debated. Well, you don't know much about science then if you think it can't be debated. Because, yeah, any science can be debated. Like Other said, than the fact that we had less 
cases in the summer when there was vaccinations being rolled out to the general population. No, actually, we, we hit the, science, the record. The science that's super, fucking super. right in front of you. Super. Star, like, we, we the science that's uh, right in front of you. You're so ignorant, man. You're super. so ignorant. Super. Super. Okay. Okay. So we're at 85% or more vaccination in Canada. And this winter, we've been hitting record numbers of, of COVID. Um, you know, I'm not saying that it's not helping a little bit, but it's, it's not a dramatic amount that you, that you seem to be saying. Guess, guess when flu season is. It's in the fucking winter, right? Because okay. People- <laughs> I, okay. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna pause the conversation right here. Um, we could debate about that all night long, and we have entire other podcasts that that really focus on like how much you know what our response should be to the pandemic. Um, for now, I just want to sort of again focus on this convoy. I want to just take a look at how the politicians are reacting. Um, more specifically, the conservative politicians. I'll get to Justin Trudeau in a minute. I, I feel like that's pretty predictable. But I'm, I just want to start off with uh, Aaron O'Toole, the leader of the Conservative Party, the leader of the opposition, um, the leader of the group of people that it, that is probably most anti-lockdown, anti-mandates. Um, and I just want to just sort of hear what he has to say. So I'm just going to roll a clip here. Convoy. Several of your MPs have uh, sub- uh, tweeted out support for the uh, convoy. Uh, one of them saying uh, that she, uh, he felt uh, the prime minister had a vendetta against people who were unvaccinated. Do you support the convoy? its goals, its objectives, even though the Canadian Trucking Alliance says it could be disruptive. And to follow, again, repeat Louis' question, will you meet with them when they come to Ottawa? We've been talking to the Canadian Truckers Alliance, Glenn, for several months. We've seen a crisis in the supply chain coming for several months, and we've proposed policies to try and help alleviate that, the most important of which is vaccines. And we encourage everyone to get vaccinated and to get boosted. And how can we use those tools alongside the other tools to make sure that we don't see shortages on grocery store shelves. Because here's the reality. When there's a shortage of products, the costs go up. And Canadians are already 60% worried about paying their grocery bill. So we can't have policies that make that even worse, and we can't raise taxes. So that's what we've been advocating for responsibly the last few months, Glenn, is to try and tackle the supply chain crisis, encourage vaccination, not ignore problems and divide the country like Mr. Trudeau does. You didn't answer my question. Uh, about uh, yes, you, I did, Glenn. You didn't say whether you, whether you, a critical tool. You didn't say whether you meet with them. And we need you didn't say what, to no, make sure we keep well, store shelves maybe, full. Maybe you can, maybe you can answer that's, in, in, that's in response to my next week, question, sir. You can, you can, you can say whether you meet with them. That's why last week, Glenn, when the policy of the federal government for less than 24 hours reversed on the situation with trucking, The government was floating whether they could actually change their policy to address the supply chain shortage, and they decided not to. I've always said getting vaccination levels up, but also using rapid tests and other tools to to make sure products get to store shelves, that's what a government needs to do, and that's what we'll continue to advocate for. My follow-up question is about the supply chain. Uh, One of your MPs uh, tweeted out a photograph purporting to be empty uh, grocery store shelves in Canada uh, turns out it was actually from the UK several years ago. Does, when okay. Things like that. Happen- 
I'm just going to stop it there. Um, but yeah, basically, I, I'm just going to take a second to stand on my soapbox here. Um, as, as a person who's voted conservative in the past, um, I really feel that uh, O'Toole needs to voice his support for these truckers, or he should step down as leader of the Conservative Party. Um, now is the time to resign. These are your voters. Either you're going to work with them to get elected, to get Justin Trudeau out of office, or, or you've got to step down. You got to get out of the way and let somebody else uh, take the reins here. Um, O'Toole is uh, showing his true colors as a, as a liberal light candidate. Um, he's talking about how he was uh, talking to the Canadian Trucking Alliance um, that's a really nice way of saying he completely disavows this convoy. Um, the Canadian Trucking Alliance, as far as I know, uh, has has completely disavowed this. They they are strongly discouraging truckers from joining this movement. And by O'Toole uh, saying that he's been talking with them, and that's really his only response, um, is uh, on the one hand it's ducking ducking the question, but it's also a sneaky way of, of just saying that he completely disavows this movement. Um, as a conservative leader, if you have any chance of getting elected, you have to get these people on your side. Um, in in my opinion. So yeah, I mean, uh, from what I've heard again today, and I heard this over the radio that he made a statement today in support of us, which is hilarious because. Uh, my opinion on that is he's just a smarmy politician and he sees which way the wind's blowing and he thinks, oh, uh, maybe votes. Um, my thoughts on that is he's probably bought and paid for by the same people who bought and paid for Justin Trudeau. And they dangle a different puppet in front of our face that they've bought and paid for. In between different political parties, they'll buy and pay for you know people in different parties. And he, he comes out in support of us today. Uh, and it's like, okay, bud, where were you in October? No, thanks. I don't believe you. And I really don't think that the solution to this issue is going to be voting conservative. Uh, I think the solution to this issue is going to be found in changing the structure of societies to make tyrannical agendas impossible to implement or, or much more difficult to implement than they are. I mean, right now, we basically, in a parliamentary democracy, we basically just elect, elect a dictator every four years. And personally, I don't like that system. Um, you know, in a, true, in a true democracy, it's majority rules, which allows the majority to vote to maybe take the rights away from a minority. So pure democracy on its own isn't a great system either. You know, a constitutional republic where you have, you know, a set of rules that you cannot break, not like our weak constitution where you have a notwithstanding clause, like, you know, notwithstanding that this goes against your rights, we're going to do it anyway. Um, you know, I, I think we need stronger structures in place in this society to prevent tyranny. And what we are seeing with vaccine mandates is tyranny writ large. You know, it's funny. I, 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 I'm going to go back to something Stupart said, you know, saying that, uh, uh, about the abortion issue, and I'm not going to say where I am on that one. Hold on, hold on. I, I'm sorry, I got to stop you. We've got 12 minutes left. We got to end this at midnight. So I, I don't want to go back into previous uh, arguments. There, there's plenty of podcasts in the future. We can we can really delve into it. Um, 
Stupart, I'm just going to shift over to you. I want to focus your attention on uh, Aaron O'Toole's yeah, video yeah. clip. What I'm do gonna, you think of Aaron O'Toole? I'm going to be brief. Not Starlight Medic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So, so, so I'm going to, I'll try and be brief. First of all, I apologize to the listeners uh, and I apologize to you guys. Um, even though we have a very clear cut difference of opinion, I did get a little bit loud in the last segment and I was kind of losing my temper. So I do sincerely apologize um, to the listeners and to you guys for, for going, getting a little bit of larger than life in the last section. Aaron O'Toole, go. But uh, what I will say is, yeah, I mean, like, I have to agree that like a lot of the responses with the conservatives have been kind of wishy-washy and, 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 and kind of going back and forth. I am going to get a point out. I, I know you're, I know we're, you know, on strapped on time, but I'm going to get a point out. What I, again, I'm going to go back to my original thing here about, yeah, you should question the government. You should question O'Toole and, and his response and what he, where, where he's really sitting on this because the conservatives have become a little bit more um, center leaning than they were before. And, 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 and I will be the first to admit that that O'Toole can be a little bit wishy-washy sometimes because he's trying to retain his position as the leader because, you know, people are going to be calling, you know, potentially calling a, a no confidence vote or whatever you want to call it. Like they're, they're calling into question his leadership abilities. Um, so what I will say in brief is, you know, we should um, ask questions of our government. I don't disagree that we should um, ask questions, whether it's the opposition or the, or the government that's in power. But I guess the greater question that I'll ask you guys in brief is given that COVID has not only um, had a huge death toll around the world, people dying every day in hospitals on ventilators, number one, but the economy has had a huge impact. I mean, um, my, my fiance's business was shut down for a good lot of time. And then, uh, her, her neighbor, who's, a, who's a, a hairstylist, was shut down. And then, you know, Young and Islington, where we used to live, restaurants left, right and center getting boarded up. There's what, why would the government lie and, cr and create this false, these false numbers? Like what, what does that benefit them? It's the, the economy is being destroyed by this virus. So at, while I do agree that we have to be, sometimes we have to be skeptical of O'Toole, or Jagmeet Singh, or Justin Trudeau, or whoever. We have to be skeptical of politicians from now and from you know time and time again, and and and, and question their motives. But in this dire circumstance, to what, why why would there be an advantage to them lying about these numbers and the science tables? The science dictates. I mean, we have seen the the economy shut down, and we've seen people die. So I think we need to have a. I think we need to actually in this case stay aligned with what the government wants because they have consulted with the chief medical officer and what the chief medical officer says in this kind of situation should in fact trump um other people's beliefs because this is literally a life and death situation and this is our economy that we're talking about and we need to respect people's health care and their livelihoods and it's proven that vaccines get that done okay so the economy did not go down because of COVID. The economy went down because of politics and mismanaged nonsense. You look at Sweden, who didn't do any lockdowns. Are they falling apart? Are people dying in the streets with COVID? No. You look at the COVID narrative. The COVID narrative everywhere is collapsing, and everyone knows it, or a lot enough people know it, except apparently some of the champ urban champagne liberals who think that they know what's best for everyone else and their bodies, and that they're going to try and implement that on them. No, the COVID narrative is imploding. Britain just repealed everything. 
because it was politically inconvenient for Boris Johnson because he got caught having lockdown parties and he was under the under the heat. So look, oh, all of a sudden someone's under the heat and the politics changes. Did COVID change? No, COVID is still the same. The politics changed. Is COVID any more dangerous in or any less dangerous in Britain than it is here? No, it's not. Are people falling down dead in the streets or are they going to in Britain when they repeal everything? No, they're not. You know, do vaccines stop you from catching and spreading the virus? No, they don't. Um, they, well, they don't. They don't. Or even maybe maybe moderately for a short window of time. And then you got to go get another one. Then you got to go pay Pfizer again and pay Pfizer again and pay Pfizer again. Uh, you know, uh, and we all know that these drug companies benefit from having to have a continuous revenue stream. Um, I, I'm not going to go too far down that rabbit hole. But no, the COVID narrative is imploding all around the world. That's what's happening. Yeah, you know what? COVID is a new disease and it's something we have to deal with. What we need to ask ourselves is, does that fact mean that we need to upend the fundamental rights that people have? And absolutely no, it does not. Um, you know, it's when you really, I mean, look, without getting into the whole conspiracy theory anti-vax thing, there have been irregularities. There have been scientists who, you know, threatened to have their funding pulled if they, if they publish certain research. There's, if you go against narrative in the science, you get stepped on. And that makes you question what the whole, what the whole thing is about. If all the scientists that are saying is, hey, my study found this. Oh, you're anti-vax or you're, you're a, a COVID conspiracist. And when the establishment starts doing that, it makes me question their narrative even more. When the establishment narrative is not responsive to different facts, different research, you know, doesn't even consider them, no, narrative, stay on narrative, uh, no matter what, then it seems a lot less like a scientifically driven thing and a lot more like an agenda. To what end, I don't know. To get pharmaceutical companies rich, that's probably my best case scenario, I think. Um, but it's the narrative is collapsing. It's falling apart. Okay. I'm going to jump in here for a second. Again, we've got five minutes left. Um, I've always been on the fence when it comes to vaccines. I was pretty excited to do my part and get vaccinated when they first became available. I went out, got the first dose, got the second dose. Um, you know, I was so hot on having to prove it to my boss, um, you know, to actually send a receipt of my own private medical information to my boss in order to keep my job. Um, it was a really icky feeling when I got that email saying, listen, I know you've said you're vaccinated, but we need you to prove it now. Uh, and the subtext being, you're going to have to uh, hand in your truck keys if you're not going to provide this information, threatening me with my job. Um, I am vaccinated. If I like, if you don't trust me, I shouldn't be working for you. Um, and and yeah, so so demanding access to people's private medical information has always rubbed me the wrong way. I feel that there needs to be limits on um, on 
booster shots. Uh, I, I think that like, obviously what we've got here is a minimally effective vaccine, something that needs to be boosted over and over and over again. How many shots is enough? Uh, at what point can we just say that it's not working as well as we hope that it would? Six shots, seven shots, eight shots? Like, where is the line? Um, and they're telling me my kid needs to be vaccinated. Uh, I, I don't know how much I want to pump my kid full of vaccines. Like, you know, I, I was totally for it. One or two vaccines to get to get the ball rolling here was fine, whatever. I'll give it a shot. I'm, I'm not too worried about it. Um, but I feel like there's no real end in sight here. Um, and that's what I'm concerned about. And to be honest, I'm, I'm kind of relieved to see that people are putting their foot down about it. I know there's a, a very big spectrum in terms of why people are partaking in this. Uh, but me personally, I feel like we need to do what we can to limit the spread and, and to limit COVID and everything like that. But at some point, you need to draw the line and just be like, okay, you know, armed people showing up to my door with a syringe, that's a problem. And I don't want to live in a society or, like as I, I am worried, I'm legitimately worried that that is something yeah. that this could turn into is, is armed people showing up at your door with a syringe. Can I ask you uh, a question? That okay? Can I ask a question? Yeah. Go ahead. Did you you just you, and and if this is private, you we can we can do an edit point or whatever. But did you not just get your three or four month year uh, old um, vaccinated for all the typical uh, childhood vaccinations? Uh, yes, I did. And is that yeah. not is that would that not go into her into her medical file as an immunization record? And wouldn't that be the uh, the key to actually allowing her to go to public school? Of course, it would. Here's so the thing. That's the end this of the is... lockdown lowdown tonight. No, no, um, no. no. Oh, hold on, and, hold on. Uh... You, you, you're just, yeah, okay, hold on. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't need to go into this argument. It's been done to death. Um, but you know, the the mRNA vaccine, it's a, it's a new thing. Um, I am totally willing to give it a shot. Right. It was like literally the only hail mary saving grace that we had coming down the line, and we had to wait a whole year to get it. I was very eager to give it a shot, right? Let's, let's try this. I know it's experimental. I know FDA has not approved it the way that it usually does approve things. Um, we're just gonna go ahead and I will be a test subject uh, in the name of protecting the elderly or who, you know, whoever. I am doing this in the name of protecting everybody in society. Um, but at this point, it feels a lot less like um, a community looking out for each other's best interests. It seems a lot more one directional and basically, fuck you, do what we tell you. Does that yeah. make sense? Can I jump in? Of course. Go ahead. So uh, we're we're shut, shutting her down in like two minutes here, though. We're, I'm okay with going on a little bit more, unless unless you guys have a hard stop. So I, I don't, but uh, but but look, at the end of the day, again, talk to Pfizer, talk to Moderna. It it's not approved for spreading it for uh, uh, catching and spreading the virus. It's approved for reduction of symptoms. So you know what? You want your symptoms reduced. It's a thing called individual responsibility. 
and choice. If you don't want to have to, you know, if you trust the drug company and you want to put that in your body and you think it will prevent you from being sick, which studies do show it does help prevent severe COVID, uh, then go for it and get it. But we're not even talking about something that stops you catching and spreading it. So this whole protect society is just a fucking load of horse shit. It's only approved to prevent severe symptoms. So if you don't want severe symptoms, go ahead and take it. And if a government is trying to force you into doing something that like this that you don't want to do with your own body and your own choices and your own medical autonomy against international law and the Nuremberg Code, I might add, which again, let's not forget what it took to get us the Nuremberg Code, the Holocaust. It's a pretty important thing that we should not be tearing up and throwing out. So if you don't like what your government is doing, grab your truckers, grab your cars and get to your capital. And one of the things that was going on in the chat, so what if the police block us? What if they try and stop us? Well, if you form a movement this big and a movement like this one, I can tell you having been in the military and working as a first responder, your country does not have the resources to stop you. What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do when a million people, 60,000 trucks show up in your capital city? What are you gonna tow them all? You're gonna get your, your, what do we have in Canada and the engineer unit, like maybe 10 big recovery vehicles for the army, a few more tow truck companies who are probably supporting us anyway. What are you gonna do? Tell me. And- Dude, do you want, sorry, sorry, Stoops, do you wanna make a closing statement? We're shutting her down. Yeah, no, I, um... Yeah, I, I mean, I again, are you are you shutting it down because you have a hard stop? Because I I, I'm I have a I have a hard stop. Here. Okay, I okay. Got it. So I guess I guess in closing, first of all, I mean, I'll try and be brief. So first of all, peaceful protests, wonderful. Um, and I and I and I agree that if you disagree with the government, you should question the government. Like I said, you should be able to have, to form peaceful. And I and I I think we're all aligned on this. We all agree on this. Peaceful is fine. Um, questioning the media, questioning the government, fine. I'm aligned with that. Um, at the end of the day, uh, and I and I and I'm also one for my freedoms. I I, I for, for the most part, 99.9% of the time, I'm a I'm a you know have have your freedoms kind of guy. But when it comes to putting an end to, to this thing, we've already been in this in this cycle now for for almost two years. Um, it's, it is scientifically, we can sit here and argue until we're blue in the face, but it is scientifically proven that Stop your- vaccinations um, slow the spread of, of COVID-19. And it also keeps people fewer, it keeps um, people in the hospitals less, with, sorry, when people do catch it, they have, um, their symptoms aren't as bad, aren't as severe which means they're in the hospital less time if they even have to go to the hospital all at all, which frees up the hospital for people that need um, surgeries as well as cancer, cancer treatments. All right. Thank you guys very much for your contributions tonight. Starlight Medic, thank you for uh, helping out everybody out there on the road, keeping everybody safe. You guys have been listening to the Lockdown Lowdown. Uh, Make sure to share it with your buddies, with your friends, with your social media accounts, with your Zillow accounts, whatever, whatever that is. I don't even know what that is. Uh, (laughs) um, Yeah. Uh, Like, subscribe, 
check out some of our other episodes. We did a couple full length episodes just discussing COVID and everything. Uh, a lot of uh, movie reviews, um, all kinds of good shit. So thanks again for listening. You've Alex, been listening to the Lockdown Lowdown. Alex, before we, before we shut her off, can I just say one final thing? I'm sorry to <laughs> sort of you off. And I just I think this is really important to say before we go, because we didn't touch on it, and I think we have to, is that there has, this has been put out, that this is a, you know, what did Trudeau say? Bigoted, uh, white supremacist type. They've tried to paint this movement as that. This is a multi-ethnic, multi-racial, multi-gender movement uh that comes from everywhere and countries too more than just canada worldwide worldwide and you know there's still so much more to say but but this is this is more than anything this is an indictment against tyranny this is a um a reclaiming of personal responsibility and um this is a a recognition that there that no stupart the science isn't 100% sold. <laughs> okay. All right, we're not we're not getting back into the debate. We're going to shut her down right here. Thank you again. Thank you for listening to the lockdown lowdown. Have a good night, guys. Take care.